podcasting? Podcasting. Yeah. Podcasting. Hey, what's up? What's up, Rusty Clinton? Nothing much. Just driving to Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Hey, I have a name for this episode. What is it? Sounds you can't stand. Go. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? We're doing it? Yeah. The, I've got to make the sounds that I can't stand or the sounds that you can't stand? No, you just got to tell me what they're. Or you could try and... Yeah, actually, here, first off, let's play the theme song. No. <laughs> no. We're not doing it yet. No. I don't edit, so I don't get to choose when the theme song comes. Okay, well, I've just been thinking lately about how many sounds I can't sound. So you That you been, can't stand? That I can't stand, yeah. How about this one? Podcasting with Rusty Clanton along with Tessa Violet. Together they people you know so here's how we're gonna do it I'm going to make a sound that I can't stand and you're gonna guess what the sound is <laughs> ready yeah it's <laughs> got it it's pencils writing on paper it's not what is that it's a straw being pulled out uh, of a plastic top of a cup if I know Tessa, she's been thinking about that since the last time that I drank a drink with a straw in it. That is true. And thinking, I can't wait to say this on the podcast because it's going to make good content. Uh, well, I'm thinking, wow, I'm easily irritated by things. Yeah, you are easily Like, by nothing by things. things. And I didn't mention it because I know it's irrational, but it, it is painful to my brain. I just feel like... Pencil, too. When you write with pencil. Anyone writes well, okay, with pencil. spoilers. So, one of them is a straw. Now, guess what the sun is. <laughs> It's one, just a higher pitched version of the straw one, and it is pencils on paper. <laughs> yeah, but it's specifically only certain pencils. I don't mind mechanical pencils. It's, it's a certain kind of graphite, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's painful to hear. Do you know what sound that I can't stand? Okay, you make it, I'll guess it. It's this. I hate that sound you're making, Rusty. Stop! I never say that. <laughs> That's you I've being annoyed at every that. sound that comes off of it. That's not true. I've named two sounds so far. Here, I'll name another. I don't do that. I'm not... This is not the sounds you make that okay. annoy me. So it's, far they've been edited. It's any sound. It's sounds that people, humans make that people. make me feel literal uh, pain. Yeah, it's uh, someone smacking their food. That's, it's that's someone smacking lips, yeah. Smacking lips. That makes me feel rage. The you know other what this sound is? Is that a pug? No, it's two people kissing. Oh. Two pugs kissing. Ah. <laughs> and theme song. Hey, so we have a new theme song, I noticed. Oh, yeah, new theme song. That's hey. right. Hey. We'll probably use them interchangeably, the ones we've got. Yeah, or every time someone sends us a new one, we could change theme songs. Yeah. Right. That one was by Evan. Lexel. Hey, Evan Lexel. Thanks, Evan. He said that he sent us this because he was like on episode eight, and then two days like after that, email said, "Hey, I just got to the newer episodes, and you already have a song." But we figured we'd use it. Yellow. Yeah, thanks. We'll use anyone that anyone sends us if it doesn't have profanity or uh, says bad things about us. Yeah. 
Or about anybody. Yeah, or, or about any anybody. racist things. But mostly us, because we're the most important. Yeah. Or racist things against us. Yeah. Uh, we were just in Austin. What'd yeah. you think? Austin's great. Uh, everyone tells us that Austin is like the Nashville of Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one place Hayden took us to was kind of like Nashville. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have seen the 6th Street. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's hard to be in a city that you've never been and you don't really know the, like the, you know, where you are in the city and where everything, I don't know, it's, it's hard. Yeah. We went to a movie theater where you can order real, like they have a menu and a table in front of you and you put your order up, you stand it up and people come and bring you food and it's like, wow, what a great way to accidentally spend so much money. Yeah. Because it's dark so you can barely see anything and you're like, I'll have another bowl of popcorn. They're going to bring it to me. It's unlimited popcorn. Yeah, the popcorn was unlimited, but it was so much fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. And the popcorn was only like six bucks and it's so much more. They bring it to you in a big bowl that you would make at home. Like one you would make, like a big metal pole, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's also, what a great way to accidentally miss the entire movie looking at the menu. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I wish I were more hungry. Um, and got a pizza. I thought about getting a pretzel, but I just ate some of the popcorn, got a Coke, and... I got yeah, po- great. popcorn and uh, warm, fresh-made cookies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yum! Yeah, those were, were great. great. I wish we wouldn't have left that night. Yeah. I, this is what's funny. The theater was really... It was called Alamo... Uh, Alamo Draft House. Nine. Or four. four. Yeah. And, uh... It, it's... They're so strict on, like... They don't let anyone... They'll lock the door and won't let anyone come in the theater after the movie starts. That's something that they're strict on. And we barely got there in time. Yeah. But, um... Then... Also, they're... Apparently, everyone's told us they're pretty strict on, like, they'll kick people out of the theater if they're talking or on their phone or anything. They'll, like, come and get you and say, hey, you need to leave. And they're really strict. But then when the waitress comes, she's like, hey, is this yours? I feel like it was, for the most part, that we had one waitress that was, like, talking full volume. And I wanted to say out loud, this isn't part of our party. This is the waitress talking, everyone. So sorry. But yeah, it was great. We saw Ant Man. Yeah, Ant Man was funny. Movie recommendations by Byron. Hey Byron, what's up? What's up, Byron? Hey guys. Hey Byron. What's up? How are you? I'm well. Yeah. Sorry, I text you so much. Oh, it's okay. Pretty much all of the time. I actually texted you last night, and I said, "Sorry, I text you all the time." (laughs) Oh man. Always about merch, and like uh, to an absurd degree. Ant-Man, Ant- Ant-Man's pretty pretty good movie. Ant-Man's uh, got t- t- two thumbs up. Yeah. Thanks, Byron. Thanks for that review, Byron. <laughs> He's good. I, every time I try to do the Byron, the the Byron, I, I I always like I can hear his voice so clearly in my head, but I can't do it. I can't replicate it. Yeah. Yikes! Cops! Someone's getting rolled. Up by the black and white. Cop Barolas. Um, yeah, I don't think I could do a Byron impression. It's hard for them. I would have to hear his voice right now. By the way, Byron, I know I've said this every time, but if you just joined us, Byron McCoy is the person who prints our merch. He uh, owns Hide and Seek Clothing. Go check out hideandseekclothing.com. He's awesome. Here's my Byron impression. Yes. Here's a bunch of shirts. And I love you. 
and everyone loves me. That's true about Byron. Everyone loves Byron. It's awesome. Yeah. It's nice to be friends with someone that everyone loves so much. I feel like we have a lot of friends who are like that. Yeah. Byron is Jesse, Kale. Jesse Kale. Jesse McHale. McHale. <laughs> that was the name of my so, first boyfriend, McHale. Yeah. We're talking a lot about ex-boyfriend and girlfriends in this. Are we? Have you talked to him in a while? I have not spoken to him since high school. Oh, that's so sad. We talked about him. We're friends on Facebook now, though. He lives in Japan. It's awesome. Mm. Nice. Mm. And he's got rock hard abs and. <laughs> you know, I haven't asked about his abs. I can. Nah. Nah. Not until I have abs. Getting fit. I want to get fit. Hey, uh, how'd you like Austin? Uh, I'm just going to say it. It was my favorite show. Yes, it was my favorite show. Uh, L.A. was pretty close. Just because L.A., we played it right at the precipice of that whole L.A. experience. And the whole VidCon, L.A., all our friends. I don't know. I love all those things. It's like the trifecta of fun and relaxing for me, L.A. was. But that being said, Austin was so surprisingly amazing. Not because I didn't think it would be amazing, but because so many people showed up and had just came wanting to have a good time. Yeah. And, uh... I really felt like it was a communal experience yeah. and it was fun to get to be a part of it. Austin was, like... Austin was the the model show of these. If I could record any show and try to pitch it to, like... If I were going on Shark Tank and trying to pitch the living room tour, mm -hmm. I would take a video of Austin. It was yeah. so much fun. Great hosts, great crowd, people that came out, fun people to talk to, no one was weird. Yeah. No one's ever weird, really. I always say that, but no one really is ever weird. Yeah. I liked the, um, like the communal aspect of it. I played really well, so that was great. And I felt like I, my jokes landed. And it was a nice setup. Everyone was in chairs, which I don't mind the um, picnic style either, but it was nice that everyone got to sit in a chair. I don't yeah. know. It was just great. Our host was great, Ashley. The thing about being sitting picnics, sitting cross-legged is that, picnic style as you say, is that people sit exactly, exactly where they want. And when their chairs set out, people kind of feel directed to sit somewhere, and it's, I, I feel like they feel like it's less of a comfortable uh, excuse me. Excuse you. Uh, <laughs> a less comfortable experience. Lots of fart jokes this podcast. <laughs> Ding! That's the fart joke bell. Yeah. Um, Alright, would you like to answer some Twitter questions? I would like you to answer some Twitter questions because I'm driving. What's this? Oh. Monolithic Dome Institute. Monolithic Dome Institute. Uh, I don't want to die today. Excuse me. Uh, you're not allowed to look perpendicular to the car when you're driving. Stop looking backwards. <laughs> uh, that was a weird thing we passed, though. Yeah, it was called the Monolithic Dome Institute. Look that up. Yeah. Sponsored by the Monolithic Dome Institute. Sponsored by the Monolithic Dome Institute. Monolithic. Monolithic. <laughs> Molly asks, Hey, guys. Hey, Molly. Hey, Molly. I listen to your podcast while doing art. What other artistic activities do you do besides music? Great question. Um, 
is pumping iron art because I don't really do that either. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, I, when I was listening to that question, I was thinking, can't wait to name off all the cultural things I do. Uh-huh. I really, I don't do anything right now other than music, oh. songwriting, but I really want to get into, uh, into regular writing, and I'd like to get into script writing. I'd really like that. I think I'm good at that. Yeah, you would be good at that. What about you? Well... You like to craft stuff. Yeah, sometimes I like crafting stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like merch is an art. Um, I'm not sure if I really do anything else artistic besides music and, like, vlogging, if you can call that artistic. But... I was sketching for new merch designs last night for our winter tour, and I don't know if I said this to Rusty, but I was texting the pictures to my mom, and this sounds so uh, self-involved, but I said, I forget that I'm good at drawing. Yeah, you're good at drawing. <laughs> Pretty good. I mean, not, ex- not exceptional, but yeah, like, hey, this works. It's got legs. I haven't heard that, that before in the past, and I like that term. It's something that... I feel like if you drew a lot, you could, that's something that you could very easily be incredible at. Yeah. You're, you're good at merch stuff, too. Thanks, babe. So, yeah, so I draw when required to, but I would say that's not a passion of mine. Just... I, yeah, I'm not... I like, if, if for some reason the music part of my brain left, I wouldn't be that artistic, I don't think. I, I really love film, and I really love, like, the process and the background of film but you know if I couldn't do music absolutely I'd probably be playing sports a lot if I could yeah you're good at sports you can't be 24 7 Helen asks is Tessa and Rusty your actual names or are they stage names my name is Cheryl yeah my real name is Cheryl Mm. my yeah that is my birth my Christian name is uh Cheryl. Okay. Cheryl Clayton. Cheryl Clinton? My full name is Russell William Clanton, and uh, my parents named me Russell so that they could call me Rusty, because my dad was called Rusty his whole life, and uh, they wanted to name me that, but they also wanted to give me the choice to go by Russell one day. Um, yeah, Tessa is also my real name. Not short for anything. Do, uh, do anyone make... Do we know anyone that does stage names? Not that we'll say them. Um, I don't know. Yes or no? There's, I don't want to build up. I've met people who have stage names. Pretty much. But, um... Everyone we know, it's just in... No one ever, like, decides they're going to be an artist. No one these days that I know of decides they're going to be an artist and then change their name because they want it to be separate from their actual name, maybe. I don't know. I think a lot of them are nicknames. Yeah. Um, Dodger. I mean, we know her, and that's that's oh, yeah. public I, knowledge. I, I thought that was her name. No. Uh, I can't remember what her real name is, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not oh. a secret. I think I asked her during a live stream, so maybe not. We love her. <laughs> Dodie's nickname. Oh, yeah, Dodie's nickname. But I don't know if her real name is out there. I know, that's what I was going to say. Gotcha. But, gotcha. Excuse me? Ugh. Uh... Fart jokes, or are they rusty running off the road jokes? They're fart jokes to me. Yeah. Ding. 
Um, Julia asks you, Rusty. Yo, Rusty. Where? Julia. I've seen you use a Martin guitar, I think. Yeah. Which model is that, and do you recommend it? Is it triple zero one? Oh, sorry, triple zero one X. No, triple zero X one. One of those two. Triple zero one X acoustic electric series. It's the triple zero series, but um, it's great. What was the question after what? That I'm sorry. There was a specific question. Would you recommend it? Yes, I would recommend it. It's a very cheap guitar. I think I bought it for like $300 or maybe like on sale. I, I can't remember exactly, but it's very cheap. It's technically a uh, like a three-fourths size guitar. It's a smaller guitar. I was looking at the SG Minis or like the Baby Martins, Baby Taylors, but they were just too small for me because I got long arms. Your boy got some long arms. And... Uh, and uh, they just weren't cutting it for me. And I saw that one, and it's got uh, the body of it is just more proportional looking to my body. So, but it's a small guitar, it really is. And when you play another guitar, what I like about it so much is its thinness. It's got a really thin but tone, but still like warm because the back is like. Uh, very thin compared to any other shallow shallow yeah the back is very shallow and uh, I don't know I really enjoy it I don't like big clunky guitars that those don't those I don't know it's also made of uh, I, I don't think it's wood I, I but it's mine's unstained and it's I like that it had a pit guard too but you can also put buy a pick guard for like two bucks on Amazon and then put it on any guitar and that's what I was gonna do with the with the, the baby Martin but but yeah it's great it served me well and if I if it broke tomorrow I'd probably buy another one so that's a good recommendation yeah. guitar recommendations by Rusty guitar I need my own song for that guitar recommendations by Rusty. Uh, by Rusty. By Cheryl. Allison asks, hey, Allison. What are the pros and cons of house shows compared with the pros and cons of venue shows? Um, can I take it away? Yeah, I'll take it. Well, if you've never been to a house show, we perform without mics, and I think that's a big part of it. And let's speak hypothetically, let's make our, some variables the same. We're going to compare the pros and cons of a house show to a normal venue where it's just one person and we don't have a band. Because if you have a big band, yeah, if you have a band, then a venue's perfect. But, but in, a house show's also perfect. Yeah, but a house show's also great. Sorry, I'll say I think one of my favorite parts about the house shows is the people coming in having no idea what to expect. What are you doing? Um, one of my favorite things of the house shows is that people come in having no idea what to expect. And everyone's kind of nervous and like, is this weird? Is this okay? And because of that, the fun that is had, I think, feels so much funner than fun that is expected. Funner. <laughs> <laughs> um, funner. And I really like performing without a mic because I like getting to move around when I sing. And I like that there's sort of a heightened sense of vulnerability 
that everyone is so quiet and experiencing the same thing and yeah well most of at our shows oh most definitely most of them but like yeah sometimes people feel the like the awkwardness of silence makes people want to be loud like in interaction yeah but which is not that it's its own experience everyone is different every single show is different which is a plus yeah um cons cons I guess the the con I could think of is that when planning a house show, we're dealing with people who are not venue owners, and there's a lot more potential for things to go wrong, um, like being given the wrong address, which happened last night. Totally happens. Uh, we got it sorted before the show started, so I got to email everyone. Or people canceling, you know, two weeks out and saying, hey, actually, this won't work for us, and we're like, ugh, too late. And that stuff doesn't happen at a venue. But I would say that's the con of house shows for me. But we've been really lucky that everything's worked out. What do you think, Rusty? Pros and cons? Yeah, um, I, I, there, there are two different situations. If you've ever... There are different... I can't remember what you called them, but there are different kinds of venue shows. A venue can, for people who aren't showgoers... A venue can be like if you've ever been to somewhere like Rocket Town in Nashville or uh, it, or Exit Inn in Nashville, where it's a place that can hold maybe like 400 people, which seems like a lot of people, but when they're packed like sardines together, it doesn't seem like a lot of people. Um, that's great, and it can make the place feel really small and the energy really exciting. Get depending on if your music's exciting or not. But when you're going to probably pull like 20 to 50 people, a venue feels really big and empty when there are, you know, only, when there are maximum 50 people there. Or even 100. Yeah, or even 100. When there's a ton of open room in the back, um, it feels like it sucks the energy out. And when then all of a sudden you're on a stage for no reason and it's like ah oh, this is awkward why wish we didn't have to do this and also we're gonna have to pay all this all the ticket money to the venue and it's that's not just not something that is possible at the moment with the two of us with the amount of time you know we're not really promoting it super heavy um but Having say I was on a, with a band on tour opening up for a big band, I would totally prefer venues if they can fill the venue. If we can all like if all the bands fill the venue and it's you can be as loud as you want and the energy is exciting. But house shows are a different little situation. So you know, twenty five people makes most houses feel packed. 50 people certainly makes each house feel packed. And it's the sort of same effect where the energy is is great. You know, when you tell a joke when something's funny, two people laugh, then everybody laughs because they recognize oh, that's a funny joke. So it only takes like two or three really smart people that can pick up on all the jokes. <laughs> Depends on how smart the jokes are. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Our jokes are very highbrow. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so... Given, if, if we're judging 
would I rather play a full house show versus a full venue? I would rather play a full venue of people that are there all to see me versus a full house show of people that are all to see me. But, because in that scenario, the venue, I'm in the venue situation, I'm probably a lot more successful than I would be in the house show situation. Yeah. And, uh, the one really good thing about house shows is that you can micromanage it because you're in charge of all the logistics and you're not dealing with a venue or a promoter or, like, you know, tickets. I, I was listening to, Hank was telling us about, like, how they booked their tour with, uh, uh, Hank and his band and Harry and the Potters and all of them. They went on tour this year and they booked a tour where a lot of the venues were booked by Ticketmaster, I think. And I think they have this weird thing where, like, they own, I, I can't remember where they only allow, they have rules and stuff about who can, how people can get tickets and how much they cost and, and it's crazy because, you know, Harry and the Potters and Hank Green and his band, they're, a lot of times they're, they've got tons of people listen to them, but they don't want to spend $35 or $45 on a ticket, to, you know, but the, but since Ticketmaster is in control, I think that's how it went, they, they say how much the ticket's going to be, and, um, so it makes it harder for people to come see it and it's you know venues do that kind of thing with house shows it's up to you you know unless it's a private show yeah I, you know it depends there's so many factors where you're at with your career and all sorts of things both are great though I've really enjoyed this tour yes I've really enjoyed this tour it's been so much fun want to answer um, yes. some Ask Tourcast Let questions? Alright guys. <laughs> Ask Tourcast. Cast, 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 cast. Now's the part of the show where we answer your long-form relational advice questions. Long-form advice questions. That was good. Um, it's totally anonymous. If you'd like to write us... Animus, uh, email asktourcast at gmail.com. We'll give you a name and read your question and answer it as best we can. Advice from non-experts. So, our first listener today writes in, uh, Hermione Granger Yo, says... what up? I love you and Harry Potter. Yeah. She says, howdy ho, travelers. Howdy ho. Hey Hi. there, Tessa and Rusty. What up? My name is Hermione. Read this in a British accent. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to the, picture her voice. I mean, my go-to British accent would be like, Hello, Tessa and Rusty. I don't do accents. Except for the southern accent. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, can you do her accent? Uh. Hello, Tessa and Rusty. My name is Hermione. You're so sultry. Yeah, I can't do English. Uh, okay. My name is Hermione, but feel free, and please do, because I don't know who will eventually listen to this podcast, haha, to find any demigod, revolutionist, war hero, or futuristic plant species name to otherwise call me by to keep me ano anonymous. Uh, don't worry, Hermione, your secret won't get out. It's safe with us. First of all, sorry I called your called you Hermione for so long. Hermione. Yeah. I called her Hermione. 
All right, I'm just going to start from the beginning. I know, he, you were doing it because you thought he was French. Okay, well, for the record, <laughs> my mom and I were reading Harry Potter way before it was popular. So we're like, this is a foreign author. I think she's French. Uh, which is... Hermione. Yeah. <laughs> Let's begin. You asked to prequel our problems with our ages. I'm 20 years old, almost 21. And the boy in question, let's name him Josh. Hey, Josh. Or Ron. Hey, Ron. Oh, is Ron. 19, almost 20. Well, I think Josh is a, is a name that she's giving him, but let's call him Ron anyway. <laughs> the boy in question, let's name him Ron, is 19, almost 20. We are ri both rising juniors in college and met early on in our junior year of high school. During our junior year of high school, I had a crush on Ron's best friend, slash would write exclusively about his best friend in my journal and not about Ron. Harry. Despite looking back and realizing that it was obvious Ron must have feelings for me during that time, we were all very good friends. Ron, me, and Ron's best friend. Harry. Yes. <laughs> this is the perfect name for Hermione. So we were close and hung out a lot, but what was different was that Ron and I would consistently stay up and keep talking on the phone until 1, sometimes 2 in the morning, discussing our dreams and life goals with each other. He would ask me for personal advice and assistance in his life. We would talk about stress, joys, movies, music, just anything and everything, sharing deep secrets and building trust with absolutely nothing coming across as boring to the other at all. Looking back, I didn't realize that Ron was the one I should have been looking at, not his best friend whom was putting the moves on another girl anyway. Since then, too, I've been told directly by his best friend, my crush on him died of about February of that year. I think she means the crush died, oh, not, not the, the person. Harry Potter died? Yeah. <laughs> well, that is... Okay. Okay. Also died. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> and he was pushing and pushing and pushing Ron to put the moves on me, and other people could see us flirting and shipped us together before shipping was even a thing, but Ron just never had the courage, Les just never did anything about it. It may sound like, oh, maybe Ron didn't actually like you the way you think he did, which I'm trying to acknowledge as a possibility, but I'm moving on for the sake of length. Ron is also sort of wishy-washy, but I digress. Senior year happened, and even if Ron and I weren't talking on the consistent basis like we used to on the phone until the wee hours and in person, with those talks in our past, we managed to remain just as close as we were. We both applied to college and made it our, into our dream schools, mine being out of state. Shout out to Chicago. Welcome to our podcast, Rest Our Alarm Sound. Wow, 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 wow. Despite that, though, every time I came slash come home, even if it's just for the weekend, Ron and I would slash will make it a point to hang out. Just us. He would, and still does to this day, come to the door to pick me up, make sure I get to the house before leaving, make it a point to talk to my parents before going off somewhere, opens the door for me, and slides the chairs out of me. On top, we're frequenter of movies, ice cream parlors, blah, 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 Are blah, blah. Are you dating now? Yeah. So it sounds like they're going on dates, but they're not calling it dates. Uh, you guys are going on dates? Yes. Uh... Yes, so they're they're dating, but they're not yeah. calling it dates. Certainly, you're dating. Okay, yeah. Uh, this is where I seek your guidance, Tessa and Rusty, because this gets ridiculous. 
I had developed backburner feelings for Ron since about the end of senior year of high school. There, I admit it. The feelings have come and gone, but have always been in the back of my mind and always been something I found myself considering. The friends we share that know about my feelings, the one that I told her and the others that talk about us hanging out habits, still say they ship us slash have shipped us from high school slash ache to know why nothing has ever happened and I can't help but agree. This past summer especially, Ron, before leaving for a month-long vacation with his family, has volunteered himself slash his time on teaching me how to drive a car. Determined to fit to finished out the month by walking outside of the DMV with me, holding a plastic li license. I don't think necessarily that's going to happen, haha, but with our driving lessons, we've definitely almost reached the amount of personal and intimate conversation we used to have Junior here when he supposedly didn't have feel oh, supposedly used to have feelings for me. We're about to part from each other again before I leave for school August 29th, and I was just wondering. Ron and I are sort of stuck. Or at least I feel sort of stuck. Should I, slash, would it be a good idea to bring up our past, slash, history to him in hopes of discussing it and airing out the unknown? In an ideal world, he'd like me to... In the, sorry. In an ideal world, he'd like me to, and we would just need the initial conversation to get the ball rolling, right? We're both cowards and sparking romantic stuff, slash, having basically the talk with an object, object of your affection. But the one conversation we've never had is about feelings toward one another, and that's the one thing I want to know literally the most, haha. <laughs> I get the impression he has heart-fluttery feelings for me deep down, like you said to Jaredisha, boys don't hang out with girls in high school one-on-one, -on -one, <laughs> unless feelings. Shout but since it kids. never worked out junior year, he figures it will never work out at all. Please, Tessa and Rusty, I'm really sorry if this email slash call to action advice is so wordy and complicated, but some sort of path about what to do before Josh comes back from vacation would be so helpful. Anything would be so very helpful. I'm tired of being frustrated and wanting his face on my face. He's got a tame and trim beard, y'all. It's serious. And wanting his face on my face? Yeah. So Love you. you want to get some make-out action. Yeah, some making out Love you guys until Times New Roman goes out of style. Keep podcasting. Um, first off, sorry I skipped the explanation of your guys' dating and I said blah blah blah. But I saw that it was dating, so I summed it up there. Would yeah. you like to answer first or me? Uh, I'm not going to say much, but I will say you guys <laughs> are de- It's funny people will say these days, like, even when I was your age, which was only like five years ago, we would say things like, we don't want to put a label on it or like, we don't want to call it anything that it isn't. If you guys are spending time emotionally connecting to each other, y'all dating. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's what it is. And it's okay that you're doing that, you know, whatever. And there might be a time when you decide we don't need to do this anymore. And that's what breaking up is, usually. But we just have words for it, like going out and breaking up. And uh, I always think about how our parents didn't have that. They just hung out with each other. And when they decided... I want to hang out with other people the way we hang out. Then it's like, okay, go do that, but we ain't hanging out anymore. That's what breaking up turned into. And I was afraid this was going to go to like, into like, you just never know with these questions. I, I was afraid this was going to go into like, should I not go to college and stay, uh, stick around for him? And I was about to say, nah, dog. But here's the thing. I feel like the answer to all of these questions always is, what makes you feel comfortable or uncomfortable? Do you feel comfortable? If you obviously feel safe around this person, so uh, take the take the sting and say, yo, what up? 
like, I need some, before we leave for college, I need some closure. Or just say, hey, uh, I kind of, I want your face on my face sometimes. It feels like we should do that. And if that's the case, then that's the case. Like, you know, and if he says, nah, dude, I don't like you like that, that is, you know, you're about to leave for college. And it's like, you know, it's not that. And you'll understand in a couple of years how not big of a deal. It is a big deal, because it's a big deal now. But if you decide not to bring it up and you go off to college, I don't think you'll be regretting it for the rest of your life. Also, if you decide to bring it up, and either way, whatever, wherever, whichever way it goes, you'll look back on it and think, also, well, it wasn't that big of a deal, you know. If, if, he, if you experience rejection, not that big of a deal. If you experience not rejection, and you guys make kissy faces at each other, then, you know, it might be a bigger deal, but it, 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 it it's, it just comes down to what makes you feel comfortable, dog. Don't stress about it. Um, yeah, I, I'm, re I'm thinking about me saying y'all definitely dating because, you know, maybe you don't have romantic feelings to each other and you're just your friend hanging out, which is possible, but it's just, just doesn't sound like that's what's happening. And I don't know why our generation is so afraid of the D word dating, not divorce. That too. I mean, yeah. that makes sense to be afraid of. But, uh, people aren't so afraid of that word. Yeah. Dating, um, no, people are afraid of that word. But dating, it's okay to go on dates. And it's okay to go on dates with someone that you're not officially with, you know? You're, you're dating them. Unless you're, you're getting dating to know them. Else. Yeah, unless you're dating someone else. And it sounds like, I mean, you obviously like him. It sounds like he likes you. It sounds like you're dating and you just haven't talked about it yet. So... If you're interested in pursuing a relationship with this person, I would lay it out there. It seems like you're close enough. No reason not to. Even if you just say, hey, I have feelings for you. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I would do it. I think so. Unless you're thinking that you don't want to get, like, some sort of complicated thing at home before you go back to college, in which, you know, in case that makes sense to yeah, you. Yeah, that is, this is something that I just thought of this, mm -hmm. and I totally forgot this was an issue. Well, see, here's what happens a lot of times when people go to college. Most of my friends experience this. When you go to school, there are probably going to be some some other Ron Rons there that you, you talk to and you realize, wow, this is a whole different pool that I'm fishing out of. And you might like a couple of them. You might like not like many of them. But if you do, you'll probably start dating one of those guys, maybe, if you're into dating. And then... Here's the thing, you're going to come home at one point and see this guy, most likely, if you're as close as you're saying, hang out with him and realize, oh wait, this was never resolved. Or like, even if it was resolved, you're in your old familiar territory now and uh, all of the old familiar feelings are going to come back and then it, you're going to start thinking, what if we stayed together we could be I could spend all summer break making kissy faces like the good old days and that happens so much and then it causes problems with whoever they're dating at school and I was on the not so fun into that situation with somebody in college and uh, yeah it ain't fun and 
here's what I would say. If I'm giving you advice on how to handle this in the most adult way possible, make a decision and stick with it. And, you know, for everyone's sake. Like... Unless you start dating and then you decide later you don't want to date him anymore. I mean, like... Then, then you're making another decision and sticking with it. I, I mean, I'm saying, like, don't make two co- contradictory decisions. Oh, yeah, yeah. In a, you know, and just try to compartmentalize them both. Like, say, date somebody in school, but when you come back, hang out with this guy and date him a little bit. But don't go back to college and tell the guy at college, because he'll never find out anyway, because it's your hometown. So, that's the issue I'm talking about. That's what happens so many times. And it sounds weird. Good people do that kind of thing. Because they compartmentalize. They think, oh... This is okay because I'm home and this is something completely different than my adult life is at uh, college. And uh, I'm saying be this... Center yourself, stick your foot on, feet in the ground, and root yourself in who you are and be that person when you're home. Be that person at college. Yeah. yeah so, um, you also asked something about bringing up your guys' history. I don't think you need to if you're entering into the initial feelings conversation. I mean, not like it's the forbidden, forbidden, uh, the forbidden subject, but why not just start with, hey, I have feelings for you. Sounds like that's what you're feeling, and it sounds also like it's, oh, giant giraffe. We just passed past the biggest giraffe statue I've ever seen in my entire life. We just, um, we're about to patch the end of this podcast. Yeah, we are. Uh, let's see where we're at time-wise. We're about to pull in. Oh, oh I okay. forgot to set the timer. I set it up, then I didn't press go. Oh, yeah, we're at 42 minutes. We're done. Nice. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, we're just pulling into Dallas now. We're passing a billboard that says E-X-X-X-Otica. Exotica. It's like erotica, but it's just a lot of X's. Yeah. So, so you know, it's extra erotic. Uh, yeah. Fascinating. Nice Dallas. Good work, Dallas. More erotic in Dallas. Is that what the, how it goes? I think that's the city motto. <laughs> you sure that JFK was shot here? You know, Would I you didn't like know that. Could you Uh, sure. We could. We've got like an hour of time before we've got to be at. Actually, well, we've got some. Oh, yeah, we're going to be putting your t-shirts. Yeah. We might be driving past it. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we'll get back to you soon with, uh... Well, okay. <laughs> Alright, so we got Dim Podcast uh, Patreon patrons. Sponsiers. Sponsiers. Um, so, uh, w- without looking at my phone, I'm going to try to remember a few of them. Of course, we have the impeccable, always handsome. Didn't you say you met Brad? Cover? Yeah. I don't know if I have. I thought you said you had met him at, uh, at VidCon. Mm, maybe. Or, or was it? I met Matthew Palka. Oh, Palka's who you met. Never mind. Uh, he's someone else. Uh, but we got the impeccable Brad Cover, your eyes, nose, ears, and your feet. Because they probably smell. Just kidding. Because we're podcasting. We're podcasting. What else we got? Thanks. Thanks, Brooke99. We're going to see you tonight at the Dallas show. What up, Brooke? What up, Brooke? Can't wait. Thanks, Brooke. Thank you, Nathan Hester the Jester, for your generous contribution. And, of course, we can't forget Zach 
nibble on this podcast. Zach, nibble on this podcast. Zach, why don't you just nibble on this podcast? Nibble huh? on the podcast, Zach. And uh, Matthew Moore, more. the more you know. The more you we, know. We you know, know I always wish I would, I'd say. What? I, I always, every time after I say that, I always think, I always wish I'd say, hey, are you hungry? Because you could just Zach nibble on this podcast. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a good one. That, that we should is do them at the beginning from now on. Okay. Um... That is everybody. We did it. Hey, guys. Hey. Those are our Patreon sponsors. If you're interested, if you're interested in, sponsoring in sponsoring the podcast, the podcast you can you go to www.patreon.com slash tourcast and, and check out those tippy rewards. rewards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great day, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.